I'm a huge proponent of hiring the absolute necessary professionals around you day one. And that would definitely be attorneys and accountants and insurance people. Those are the three that you need like reliable from day one. Because if day two you go out cleaning and you don't have your proper insurance in place and somebody gets hurt, you break something on somebody, something like that, it's gonna cost you so much more in the long run. If your books aren't right and you have to clean them up, so much more in the long run. Legal, same thing. Welcome to Smart Cleaning School. Are you ready to reshape your mindset and grow your cleaning business? Step into today's class with your guide, Ken Carfagno, so you can win for your family. Welcome back to the Smart Cleaning School podcast, helping cleaning professionals make the impact that they were meant to make. Here is part two of a three-part interview with my accountant, Colette Malott. Here she dives deeper into the role of the accountant. In one question, she explains the benefits of hiring an all-in-one bookkeeper and accountant to help the business with tax planning and prep way before the tax day. In another question, Colette surprised us all. When should we hire an accountant? Colette said that she is a big believer in hiring insurance, tax, and legal professionals in your business as it says in the title of this episode, on day one. Yes, it will cost you in the beginning, but the cost of fixing bad books or hiring a legal team after the fact or not having insurance coverage and an event happens is way more expensive. She is an advocate, therefore, of hiring these three professionals on day one. Colette answers an interesting question about state versus federal tax laws as well. Plus, I wrap up this interview segment with how Colette personally bills me for services. I think it's brilliant as I can budget accounting all year at the same price. It's a win for the cleaning business owner and from her side, she has reliable recurring income. That's a big win for her as well. So I highly recommend an accountant that bills on a monthly retainer. And as I mentioned in episode one, feel free to reach out to Colette with any questions you might have, or if you'd like to hire her for accounting services for your cleaning business, you can find her at cmbasolutions.com. And that is linked in the show notes. Without further ado, here is part two of the interview with Colette Malott. All right. The next question, this is very big picture, obviously, but it's from Jen and let me give you a background. Jen is in New York. She mm-hmm. deals with a lot of liability issues and she's like the liability expert within this tribe. And so she's got a lot more to deal with in New York. So her question has to do with, let me just read it. How many laws, rules, et cetera, are strictly federal or are state specific? So kind of a big question, but I think you have a simple, you have a simple answer, don't you? <laughs> yes, I have a simple answer. Um, yes. <laughs> um, so I, I kind of, I understand where, uh, was it Hannah you said? It was Jen. It's Jen. Oh, Jen, she's, I'm sorry. She's in New York. Um, so Jen, um, I, I completely understand where she's coming from with this question. Um, cause I did spend part of my career when I, um, worked in the, um, real estate development firm was in Albany, New York. So that's where she's at. That's where she's at. Yep. I totally understand where she's coming from with this question, asking about New York and their tax law. And without knowing the specific questions that or laws that she's looking at, 
Um, it's hard to answer that question with a, with a specific answer. Um, there is a whole set of tax laws that are coming down from the Fed, and there's um, a whole set of tax laws that each state has. And New York happens to be one of the one of the states that has a lot of ins and outs to their tax law and their tax prep and their tax forms and, and the whole the whole gamut. So without knowing exactly what questions we're looking at, it's hard to say if they're just federal, they're just state. But um, the, the answer to the question is that there is definitely a set of rules for federal and there's definitely a set of rules for state in all states mm -hmm. um, and how much they coincide with each other. Um, depends on the state you're in. So for example, on the individual level in Pennsylvania, in Pennsylvania, we have um, on the individual side, we don't have like deductions and all that kind of thing like we have um, at, at the federal level. So where you can take itemized deductions um, and like write off your mortgage insurance and your real estate taxes, that kind of thing. In Pennsylvania, you don't do that. You take your income and you times it times an amount and that's your tax. Okay. Um, in New York, um, it's not that simple. They have, there are states that let you take some of your deductions and that kind of thing and rule them in. So to answer her question, yes, there are a different set of rules for federal and there's a different, different set of rules for state in the tax, in the tax world. Sometimes they coincide a little bit. Sometimes they don't. Fair, fair answer. Very good. Okay. This one's from Hannah. This, this first one from her. What do you think about hiring an all-in-one accountant versus hiring a separate bookkeeper, accountant, and financial planner? Um, so the advantage of having um, everything under one roof is that all the pieces are moving together. Okay. I'll go back to my um, puzzle example. If you have somebody over here trying to do um, a puzzle with a bunch of pieces, putting them all together, and that's your bookkeeper. And then you have the accountant over here and they're kind of taking some of those pieces, but they're trying to tell you what the picture is and help you with the big picture. But this person's over here kind of like putting the puzzle together. And then you have the financial planner over here. Um, it, it makes for a lot of confusion. Okay. Um, if you have your bookkeeper, your accountant, um, your tax, I'm going to use tax rather than financial planner because the financial planner usually deals with some different things. But if you have your bookkeeper, your accountant, and your tax person all, all in one, all are uh, one firm, everybody's working on the puzzle together. Um, and it makes it a lot easier. That's not to say that a bookkeeper can't work with a separate outside accountant and put it all together, but it's more streamlined if we have it um, together. Like for instance, when I'm working on um, on Ken's accounting during the month, I can look at questions that might come up that I know, hey, this affects his tax return because I do his tax return and I can say, hey, Ken, maybe we could do this a little differently or Ken, maybe you, know, you could take advantage of this tax um, uh, benefit that would be available to you um, if we do this in your business, if you buy your cleaning supplies this way, or if you buy this piece of equipment or whatever. So I can, I know what Ken's picture on the box should look like because I know his tax return. So as I'm putting these pieces together, it's a lot easier for me to say, hey, whoa, here's an advantage you can take advantage of than if I have a separate bookkeeper, a separate account and a separate tax person. Mm. That was awesome. When people come to you that were having, that had separate, they hired them separately, then they come to you and bring it all under one house. Do you, do you have a lot of cleanup to do? Or what, what do you see when that happens? 
Um, I can. It really depends on the client. Um, I do have clients who come in and um, depending on the skill level of their bookkeeper, I'm doing a ton of cleanup before I'm doing their tax. And that's not as efficient as when I'm, when I can, like I said, when I'm looking at it on an ongoing basis, because if the bookkeeper has been doing their tax or doing their books all year, and then they bring it out to me in April and there's something we could have done before December 31st for them, it doesn't help them in April. Okay. If I'm doing Ken's all year, like I'm doing, um, I can look at it now in August and say, oh, Ken, you know what? You know, you were talking about buying that piece of equipment and I know this is cleaning. So maybe this wouldn't be as much applicable to you, but um, like in my clients who um, like a con, like a construction contractor, I have one who I know is looking to buy a piece of equipment. If they buy it before the 31st, they can put that deduction into this year. If they buy it after the 31st, they can put it in the next year. And I'm looking at their tax because I also do their tax and I'm saying, you know what, this year you need the deductions. If you're buying this equipment anyway, let's put it into this year. Okay. Um, if I'm, just their bookkeeper or I'm just their tax person, I might not know that they're, unless they communicate with me that they're looking at this piece of equipment or whatever. So um, that's where if we have a rapport throughout the year and we're talking about these things because we're doing the bookkeeping or I see something on Ken's where it'd be advantageous, um, you know, in his bookkeeping for his tax situation, I have full knowledge of all of that so I can help them with all pieces of the puzzle, not just this little bookkeeping box over here and this little accounting box over here and this little tax box over here. Perfect. Okay. The next group of questions I have. So this, this one, um, this one's from Robert. Robert's on the call, so he might want to clarify this. So I just put him in the category of a new and growing business. And Robert's <laughs> less, less than two years in. He's growing quickly. He's hiring but he's really, awesome. he's really strapped, Colette. And so this is where his question is coming from. He says, right now I do all my own reconciliation. It makes sense to him for tax purposes to hire a bookkeeper and or an accountant. From your experience with businesses, when's the best time to hire one? And he says, my budget is really tight right now as we start hiring cleaners. Mm -hmm. So, um, My answer is day one. <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. Because, and this is the reason, Robert, um, I work with a lot of small businesses. That's kind of the, the kind of niche that I want to work with and that I um, see kind of get lost in the sauce in other firms. The recurring, recurring theme I see over and over and over is that somebody goes out, they start a business and they say, um, I really love what I'm doing or this is really the thing I think I'm going to do well at. So I'm out doing cleaning. So I'm out doing cleaning. I'm hiring cleaners. I'm doing all this. And I'm kind of doing my books. I think I'm doing them, but I'm kind of doing them. And, you know, um, they come in notoriously around nine months to 18 months later. And either the legal isn't set up right or the accounting is a mess or the accounting isn't. And they end up paying me or the attorney or whoever so much more later than they would have in the beginning. I'm a huge proponent of hiring the absolute necessary professionals around you day one. And that would definitely be attorneys and accountants and insurance people. Those are the three that you need, like, reliable from day one. Because if day two you go out cleaning and you don't have your proper insurance in place and somebody gets hurt, you break something on somebody, something like that, it's going to cost you so much more in the long run. If your books aren't right and you have to clean them up, so much more in the long run. Legal, same thing. So definitely would say those three are the three professionals you need around you day one from the start getting started on the right foot. 
One of the things I do, and if you can um, find this, this is great. Uh, one of the things I do because I work with so many small businesses and I understand the situation you are in budget wise. Um, one thing I do is I do, um, I package services on a retainer basis. So you, um, you come into me and um, say, I need, I think right now I just need QuickBooks help. So we do provisory services and maybe your tax return or, but you have questions as you're going throughout the year. Or you come in, you say, you know what, I need you to do all the bookkeeping. I'm at that point now. And I can do like the QuickBooks Pro Advising, the bookkeeping and your tax return. Or you come in and say, I need all of it. I need to know what I'm doing. I need to have, um, like Ken is a great example. Ken like really looks at his reports a lot. So like I need, you know, a higher level of that. And then we price your retainer um, package based on the level of services you need, but you at least are getting that, um, like eye in the sky minimum looking at what you need from the beginning. So um, if you can find a professional who does something like that for you, that's a great way to go about it and keep it within a budget. Um, I also put tax in mind for my clients so that at the end of the year as a small business, especially, and I do a lot of work with nonprofits as well, for a small business or a nonprofit in April to all of a sudden get a tax prep bill can be harsh. It can be hard on you budget wise. So we package that together. So you, I spread the cost of the tax return prep over um, 12 months, services you're getting for that. Um, you're able to call with questions, that kind of thing. And that makes it much more budget friendly. And you're getting the professionalism that you need to make sure your business is operating right. We all go out with like, like our passion of what we want to do or our idea. We have this idea in our mind of how we're going to, you know, have our business. And we forget that every single business is a business at the end of the day, whether you're doing cleaning, whether you're doing accounting, whether you're doing video production, you know, whatever you're doing at the end of the day, you are still a business. That's the one thing every 100% of us have in common as business owners, whether you're um, a huge Google publicly traded company or you're a small mom and pop retail store on Main Street. At the end of the day, we are all a business and that's what we all have in common. And um, you have to run the business side of it. You might be doing a different service or selling a different product than the next guy, but you, we all have that in common that um, we have to run the business side of it. So you are not alone. You are in the vast majority of small businesses that start out and do exactly what you did and don't feel bad. You're getting on the right track now and exactly, we learn. Yeah, thank you. I appreciate the feedback. Yeah, for sure. And so congratulations on your growth. That's exciting. That's one of the things I love most about doing what I do and working with small businesses is seeing the growth, you know, as they go on and being a part of that as they, uh, you know, kind of like start out with baby steps and end up really running from there. It's awesome. Yeah, Robert has been a great success story. I've been so impressed with what he's done. He's got such a vigor and ambition. He came in he's been, he was working at Target for years and years in management and just saw the opportunity of starting his cleaning company. Mm. And I, I believe Robert is the number like seven months from starting to quitting your full-time job in seven months. I'm like that, right? Yeah. I started in January 1st. I, we launched the business and on July 25th, I, I walked away from Target. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's awesome. It's, it was such I'd a great story. I'd love to hear those story. stories. That's, that's exciting. Yeah, there's money in cleaning, that's for sure. There's people get dirty, places are dirty everywhere. <laughs> I love that. Yeah, so that's a great question, Robert. And then one point of clarification, since uh, Colette is my personal accountant. 
So she mentioned the packaging and the retainers. So just to be clear, just be clear what that means. Let's say uh, I say, I need all this stuff done. How much is it going to cost? Well, if she said, hey, it's going to be $1,000. I'm like, well, that's a lot of money for me to handle right now. And so what she was saying, and there are certain professionals that do this, and it's been such a huge help for us. She'll say, okay, $1,000, we will put you on retainer monthly. So divide 1000 by 12, and that's $88, whatever it is, $88 uh-huh. a month. So you pay $88 a month for 12 months. And then as you use less or more services year by year, she'll get she'll give us a new contract. Hey, you're you've added additional things. You're you're more complex now. You added tax prep or all the all these things. So now we're gonna it's gonna cost this much. So it's a monthly thing. So I, so from budgeting, it's great for us. We know how much the accounting bill is each month, and there's some we get so much value with that monthly retainer. So that's just a point of clarification, and it's a great. I think it's an amazing value add that you offer, Colette. I think it's one of your like. What do you call that? Your th- your three uh, three three things that separate you. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah, for sure. Thank you for listening to Smart Cleaning School. Class is dismissed.